Chess on his right, hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to Wake and Jake, a special edition of Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD, and we will be joined by a guest, Hockey Collective, Nick from the Hockey Collective. Um, Very big social media following uh, and hockey guys, and I wanted to educate ourselves on what's going on in the Stanley Cup. Uh, so he will be joining us uh, around 10.30, 10 minutes or so. Uh, a lot of comments in the chat about how ripped I am. Yeah, went Jersey today. It's hot out. It's also laundry day. Uh, it's also well-dressed Wednesday. I think I wore this originally for a well-dressed Wednesday, and I didn't have an outfit today, so I kind of look clean. Whatever. Actually, this jersey is very dirty. So... Before we get to the hockey, I do want to circle up. We'll do a little bit of baseball news, uh, and we will talk some NBA Finals as we had that Monday night, uh, the Monday night Game 5 that felt like it set the tone for the series. I, again, I will I will slightly pat myself on the back. I, I haven't been able to quit Golden State. I... I believe in championship pedigree. I believed in the third quarter thing. The last time I talked to you, I gave that passionate speech about what do we know in this series. And I said, well, I, uh, you know, I know the Warriors are going to play a good third quarter. The Celtics are a bad third quarter team. Warriors are an all-time third quarter team. And what happens but the opposite in this game. And that's where it was my parting note last time, and it will be my parting note this time. Anybody that thinks they knows about this series has no idea. Steph Curry doesn't hit a three. The best three-point shooter of all time. The Celtics, they dominated the third quarter, which we thought was the one thing we kind of knew. The best player on the court for game five was Andrew Wiggins. There's parts to this series that have been all over the board. Um, Like, if I told you Steph Curry was going to go 0 for 9 from 3, that would have been huge for the Celts, right? If I told you Andrew Wiggins was going 0 for 6 from 3, also probably huge for the Celtics. As a team, Golden State was 9 of 40 from the three-point line. And they still win this game. Boston had more free throw attempts. They shot better from three. Golden State, Andrew Wiggins, an incredible game. An all-time game. It kind of like rewrites the book on him. And again, I'm going to give myself some more pats on the back. 
I tried to tell you guys. I get I gave Andrew Wiggins a bro of the night a little while back. Remember that dunk? I I told you guys. I was like, I tried I try to limit them at least one an episode or. If it really matters, if it's going to change your day to go check out a video. And the way Andrew Wiggins was dunking on people, that was different. That was extremely different. I made the comparison to the uh, the 90s Bulls and the MJ doc that everyone everyone watched because quarantine was insane, but we all watched it. Um, Andrew Wiggins is a former number one overall pick. And adding him to the Warriors mix, he clearly bought in. I do think the Warriors are going to win. I don't know if they're going to win tomorrow night in Boston. Like, again, if someone thinks they know, you have no idea. It's in Boston. Their season's on the line. You'd like to think they're going to empty the chamber. That Boston crowd is going to be rowdy. It's tough to picture them doing it two games. Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson have the freshest legs in this series. That feels significant. Andrew Wiggins grabbing 13 rebounds. Again, is insanity. Um, and yeah, I, I you know, the spin zone for Golden State would be if they go back to Boston and Steph has a night, uh, you know, that could be all she wrote. Steph would be MVP. Uh, there's only so much you can do with him sometimes. It Was that his bad game? I'll say this, and this is the angle I haven't seen many people say. Also, Gary Payton, too, with a huge game. He got hurt earlier these playoffs. Huge game. If Boston can win, and here's your other key, and this may sound dumb, if Steph Curry can have another bad shooting night and Golden State is going into Game 7 with Steph Curry off bad-to-back shooting performances... All of the pressure in the world is on them and him. Because then it would be a 3-2 lead, two games to close him out, and Steph Curry had three of the worst games of his life. The pressure and the narrative changes. The Celtics do seem to be running out of steam a little bit. Um, I I don't know if it's playing more games. My Rangers, we'll talk about that with with Nick in a second. Um, It seems like they ran out out of... out of steam as I run out of words. Uh, game six tomorrow night. I, again, I think if anyone tells you they have a sincere lean, I think they're lying. The Celtics are the Vegas favorites by like three points. Again, Vegas doesn't do stuff jokingly. And let's see what Tatum's got. Tatum's final, Tatum's box score looks fine. He's 10 of 20, 5 of 9 from 3, 27 and 10. If you watch the game, he airballed four shots in the fourth quarter. So that felt different. Jalen Brown with the turnovers, they were brutal. He's 0 of 5 from 3. The Warriors showed at home their championship merit. I mean, honestly, the bigger game for them winning was probably game four so that they could, instead of having their back up against the wall, they could go up 3-2. I want to see what these Celtics got. Like, that's kind of been my whole thing with Tatum um, and Brown. People talk a big talk about them. Here they are in the finals. Let's see. Game six in the Garden. At least send it back to Golden State. At least for the beauty of sports. 
I do see Game 6 Clay coming. We'll see. We will see. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was Warriors in five. I was peacocking pretty hard. Reminder, that first game the Warriors <laughs> very much had. Let's see if they come to regret that in a big way, uh, depending what happens. But, uh, yeah, I there's a part of me that thinks they can do it in Boston. How much would Draymond love that? My goodness, to do it in front of that crowd. Um, and, yeah, if Steph gives you a good night, you're, uh, you're kind of home. You're kind of home. So, uh, pretty decent watch uh, on Monday night with the third quarter Celtics comeback. That was kind of a woe moment. And let's be honest, these teams are pretty fairly matched up. The Boston Celtics were a couple plays away from this being a much closer game. So, we will see what happens there. Honestly, I was going to give you guys... Uh, some baseball updates, but there wasn't much. I mean, Miles Michaelis almost throws a, a no-no. He's one pitch away. Ball gets hit right over Harry Bader's head. Kind of tough. You, you'd love to have the no-hitter. Sad. Jack Flaherty is coming back for the Cardinals. Pitching Happy. today. That's exciting. He's our friend. He's been missing for a little bit now. Um, and yeah, the other news around baseball wasn't too exciting. Tatis got bad news uh, on his like comeback. Like the bone hasn't healed great, so that's a tough update. But I don't, I don't know what to do with it. Uh, it's been, been a lot of just negative injury updates. Strasburg came back last week, and he's right. He out. went back. Someone else just got a bad update. Walker Bueller says he admits his rehab is going to be tricky. So, uh. You know, dog days of summer are starting to get here. Our Yankees, knock on wood, they still look incredible. They really haven't had the injury bug this year. Team seasons are going to change. We don't know who yet. Uh, There was just an article posted about some MLB deadline tiers. I'm excited to chew into that. We'll chew into that more later because guess what? Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, as you guys know, we, uh, we got roped into hockey probably harder than we would have in previous years. Uh, the new, the New York Rangers were very nice to us and we got sucked in and the Rangers were so fun. I'm a sucker for goalies. So I, I got roped in even further with King Igor and Net. And hey, I know we don't normally do a ton of hockey here, but if you if you're a sports fan, A, I've been telling you, any overtime hockey is as good as sports can get. And let's enjoy the Stanley Cup. It's gonna be the only game in town with baseball for a little bit. <laughs> the lightning, and we're gonna see if Nick confirms this, they feel every part of Kansas City Chiefs dominant. Golden State in their prime dominant uh, after seeing what they did to the Rangers. As they go up against my former Avalanche, uh, Denver Jake, Avalanche guy. They actually stunk when I was out there. Uh, they were big bad, but apparently they've turned it around. So uh, with that, BBD, we got uh, Nick joining us. What's going on, guys? Oh, I hear you. There we go. I'm excited to see it, too. And is Bowens or Bowens? 
Bowens, Bowens, like a like a little bow tie, you know. Hard bow, Nick Bowens, uh, hockey collective. Uh, as BBD's working to get you up on the screen, so I I can see your beautiful face. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I can see your arms from here, which is a good thing. But uh, hopefully, we get the video going because I got all dressed up for this, you know. Oh, we'll get you on there. My my guy's at it right now. The king of the world, BBD. Um. You know what? I've been flip-flopping on this all morning. But Nick, I want let's do a little hockey collective first. I I just texted you twice saying we were going to do Stanley Cup and then some hockey collective, but tell tell the people a, a little bit about how everything came together and and what you guys are up to. Yeah, for sure. So, Hockey Collective, we've been around for quite a while now. It's uh, a guy named Pat and myself. Pat founded it in 2012, and he's just been firing off mainly Instagram, um, but uh, highlights, news, trades, signings, breakdowns, everything for, uh, I guess, a decade now. Um, I've been helping him out for kind of the last two, three years here, a lot more on the business side and, and kind of just bringing up content, um, focusing on TikTok a little bit. But yeah, we, uh, we've got a pretty devoted and loyal audience that uh, we like to have fun with, engage with people, um, good mix of Canadians and Americans as well. So uh, really, we just try to showcase kind of similar to you guys do the, the fun side of things, try to make it organic, authentic and have a little bit of fun. Um, we don't want to be the same as Sports Center that you see when you wake up in the morning. We try to have a little bit of fun with it. And uh, yeah, excited to chat with you guys. All about having a little fun with it, obviously. And I think we're going to have some fun coming up soon with you guys. Little teaser. Uh, it's kind of the, the worst kept secret at, at John Boy Media right now. But we, uh, we have something, something pretty cool coming up soon for the people related to hockey. I'll, I'll let you guys fill in the details. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, we, we came, a, came across you guys, loved the vibe, and we're like, all right, let's, let's see what's going on with these dudes. Um, since 2012, man, I didn't realize it went that far back. That's awesome. Yeah, no, Pat's, uh, Pat's deep in the roots of, uh, Instagram and sports and everything there. So, um, yeah, I've been around for quite a while and it's, it's cool. Cause like I said, I started about two, three years ago here. So like whenever I go to the rink and have buddies say like, Hey, I didn't know that was you running that page. Like I've been following that since high school. Like that's always a, a cool thing, right? That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, Let's let's talk a little putt. Hey, g- give me what you got. Are you are you a Rangers guy? I know we were we were messaging about some Rangers. Were you just rooting Igor? What are what are your allegiances? What do we need to know about your hockey life? You know, I'm uh, I'm an unfortunate one because I'm a diehard Leafs fan. Mm. Um, so that just means I'll never have nice things. Um, so yeah, I wanted the Rangers just because I didn't want to see Tampa win again. Um, Rangers played well. Um, we had a, a thunderstorm here this morning and. Thankfully, my Wi-Fi is back. We handled uh, the lightning a little bit better than the Rangers did. Oh, uh, come on. Low blow, but had to throw it in there. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Leafs fan, so I haven't won a series since 2004. Uh, don't remember that because I was a baby at the time. But uh, yeah, tough, uh, tough sled and being a Leafs fan. Man, okay. I'm reeling from the lightning joke a little bit, but I'll be okay. Um, man, let's let's start with them a little bit because they are they are lining up with the Avalanche. Um, and here's, here's what I know. Uh, and again, a lot of, a lot of this crew is normally baseball, you know, basketball, football, and then we, we leak in the hockey when it feels right. I've always loved playoff hockey. I've preached on here. It's for me, I, the new dynamic in my head is if I'm ever going to be able to tie myself to a regular season in hockey, just between baseball and everything else we do, 
that's neither here nor there. That's that's just me. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was talking shit, uh, being obnoxious as possible because we we were admitting we were bandwagon fans. Like we, sure. me, Jimmy, Joe's, the Rangers, BBD, the Rangers welcomed us in, and we were like, "All right, let's do this dance." Um, yeah. I mentioned I I love goalkeeping in any sport, so Igor, uh, my guy, obviously fell in love with him and just everything he's about. That when the Rangers went up two nothing on the Lightning, I was I was being ob- as obnoxious as possible. And man, it's one of these things in sports that's kind of cool. And part of the reason people probably love Twitter and engaging and everything, the Lightning fan fans and hockey fans were coming in so confident. They were like, "I wouldn't talk trash about this team," and here we are. Four games later, they win all four, even after that game three where the Rangers were up 2 nothing, they come back. They feel, and my sports comparisons have been Golden State Warriors at their peak or Kansas City with, with Mahomes when they just felt unstoppable. Is that kind of the equivalent for the Lightning right now? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's pretty spot on. This series really feels like unstoppable force meets immovable object. I mean, Tampa's defense is just ridiculous. You saw it firsthand there. Like you get to the final 10 minutes of the third period and they just go, you're not going to shoot anymore. Like you're not going to get to the middle of the ice. There's nothing you can do. We're just going to slow the game down and defend. And yeah, I mean, any team being able to three-peat in any sport now is ridiculous if, if they're able to do that. But they do it both ends of the ice, which I don't think they really got credit for on their first or maybe even second cup, right? They got Stamkos, Kucherov, these guys that are flashy and can score. But now you're really seeing the depth, the defense, like you really can't get offense going against these guys. And then if you do, I mean, you said the goaltending Vasilevsky has been basically unbeatable for three playoffs in a row now. So it's going to take a lot to beat them. But uh, if there's any team that can, man, it's Colorado. So... With the Lightning, A, you're right with Vasilevsky. I mean, that I thought Igor was kind of robotic and beautiful in what he does, and Vasilevsky is like a, a basically a different level. It, it's it's same, same, but different. Igor put on a show, and obviously, like, the way he was getting peppered compared to, to Vasilevsky was, was insane. The Rangers, I mean, the 20 games in 40 days or whatever it was, it, it just felt like the perfect storm and the bottom was was – it was going to happen. Like, that's my my spin zone for fake Rangers fandom has been, I think even if the Rangers had won that game three, the way Tampa looked, I think they might have hunted them down in seven. Like, that's that's how good those guys really looked. So, I, I guess with the avalanche, what's going on? And I it, not, to, not that you need to give a full history lesson, but I, I lived in Denver. Uh, I was out there from... 16 through 19 or 17 through through 19. So when I was out there, uh, the Avs stunk. Uh, they were, me and my buddy Jeff, who's actually in town right now, we used to, I, I remember we got $3 tickets like in the nosebleeds. And it was like, go to any pro sporting event for three bucks. You're like, why not? Uh, what's What has gone on in the past couple years and how how are they what they are now? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been quite the turnaround, like you said, for sure. And really, for anybody trying to get into hockey right now, Colorado is a team you want to win because we want teams to replicate what they're doing and play like them. It's fun. It's fast. It's offense. They outshoot teams like crazy. They don't let you touch the puck. They just possess it. If they don't like what they see, they skate it back to their end and try again. Like There's no no dump and chase, no little hit in the corner. They just play all-out offense, and it's fun to watch, but... I mean, they've got stars, man. Makar, he's like, I think he's 22, but we could be talking about best defenseman ever already. Like that's on ESPN and TSN every day. Like he's up there with points. He's he's crushing it right now. He's got uh, 22 points so far in the playoffs as a defenseman, which is insane. Um, McKinnon obviously is a superstar, top five player in the world. Uh, and he's basically on an entry-level deal. Like he's so underpaid right now that they've been adult able to add other stars over time and they just keep piecing together offense adding guys where they need and um colorado's a heck of a team man i didn't know see i had no idea that maker was was viewed like that yeah yeah that's that's gonna be your fun fact whenever somebody asks about hockey kale mccarr man you seen him skate just say that and you're good mccarr okay have you seen mccarr skate i can use that uh and isn't I guess Hedman, was he regarded in, in the same or was he, because he's a monster and he's he's uber talented. I, I feel like going back to maybe their first title, I, I remember them almost talking about him like he was an underachiever, but now we're here with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, has he full-blown figured it out? Is he, can he skate with Makar is what I'm going to ask people on the streets. That's a great question to ask. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a great player man like he uh he's definitely one of the best defenders in the league and that was what was cool with the the Tampa and Rangers series was Fox and Hedman going heads to heads um and now we got McCarr Hedman um McCarr's a little bit flashier in terms of kind of his puck possession Hedman's like you might not notice him every shift but you're never going to notice him in a bad way either right where he's just always in the right spot makes the right play kind of just your cool casual dude out there uh but yeah man I think he's he's disgusting and Wayne Gretzky, pretty good player, sure. um, had some quotes about Makar being the the most fun defenseman he's ever watched. So, I mean, high praise for both of those guys. And, yeah, I think this is going to be a heck of a series. Who's uh, who's in net for, for the abs? Are they rotating? Is it Kemper? Is, is, this seems like a storyline I've stumbled into. I think it's a, it's a good one to dive headfirst into. Personally, I'd say they're going to go Kemper. He's been hurt twice in the playoffs so far. So Francis has got some starts and he's been great when they've needed him. He's six, six and zero. Oh. He's yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll take that. So there, I don't want to say it's goalie controversy, but I mean, there's a, there's a decision there for sure. Um, I think that's the main storyline for Colorado is, is which way do they go? Um, and then for Tampa, I think the storyline is, is Braden points. Um, he got hurt in game seven of round one against the Leafs. I was there, looked painful as hell, to be honest. I don't know how he's skating, um, but he's back. And, and man, that guy's a game changer. He's had 14 goals last year in the playoffs, 14 goals the year before in the playoffs. Like he is just a game breaker. Um, so if he's back at good health, I mean, that's just an extra shot for Tampa there. So the lightning that I just watched rip apart my New York Rangers kind of easily by the end, if we're being honest. Like, it it looked... New York was being held together by strings, and 
they're getting Braden Point back, who is one of their best players. Yeah, arguably their best offensive player, and, and they're getting them back. So, I mean, hopefully for his sake and, and hockey fans in general, he's healthy. It's not just like a, a 50% skating with one leg, but – I mean, yeah, man, they're they're fun, and that's where the pain comes in as a Leafs fan. Uh, we took them to seven. We maybe could have won the series. I'm not going to say we should have, but it was a seven-game series. And then you see them sweep Florida, and it's like, oh, shit, okay. And then you see the Rangers series, and, yeah, Tampa, they just know how to get hot at the right time. I mean, they kind of stumbled through parts of the regular season. They finished third in the division. But, yeah, like you said, adding point to that lineup, that's, uh, that could be a big difference maker. Who can – Sneak me some deep cuts. Like, I uh, I loved you saying, you know, I can drop, uh, you know, can anyone skate with Makar? Uh, like, I'll I'll probably use that on the subway today uh, and get ignored. I, you know, I'm a guy, I played a little bit of chell on the sticks. I, I feel like a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of kids do. It's it's one of the better video game series of all time, uh, especially playing against buddies. That... Surface level hockey or sports fan. You know, I can look at the Lightning, Kucherov, Palat, Stamkos, Hedman, even like Corey Perry, like that. That's a guy that's been in my my lexicon for a while. McDonough. Um, if you go back over to the Avalanche, uh, obviously I'm a huge McCarr guy now. But like McKinnon, Landeskog, th- these are guys I I know. Who's who's a guy that if you're not someone that plays NHL with the boys or if you're a loosely a loose hockey fan that you should be like you got to know who this dude is. Yeah, I think I'll give you two there. I think the one on Tampa for me is Anthony Sorelli. He's their third line center, I guess on paper, uh but just amazing defensively. Like there was so many clips in the Ranger series especially where He's just getting his stick on every puck. Like it's impossible to get past him. Just a, a speedy two-way center there who's realistically a, a top six forward on almost any other team in the league. But because it's Tampa, they can just bury him and, and get some minutes out of him. He's great. He scores. He defends. That's a, that's a sneaky one there. Um, and then for Colorado, I think the, the other storyline to lean into is um, a lot of the moves that Joe Sackick has made. I don't know if you remember him as a player, oh, but yeah. amazing player uh, kind of in our younger years there. And um, as a GM in Colorado, he's just like any trade you make with him, you're losing the trade. That's just accepted, but teams still keep mm-hmm. making trades with them. So, you know, throw in like, a, wow, they got Taze for two seconds um, or wow, I can't believe they signed Nachushkin. Like just throw in some of those and, and you'll make some friends on the subway for sure. I had no idea because I mean, when I'm young Jake, I'm addicted to sports. I can't I can't get off ESPN if I wanted to. I mean, Joe Sackett, um, Patrick Waugh, I mean Martin Brodeur, uh, who are we talking about the other day? Who is oh, the Dominator, Dominique Hashik. I mean, some of those hey, <laughs> those guys were all badass. Uh, but those Avalanche, I mean, that's you know, those are prime avalanche years. A lot of those guys, you know, who's the defender? Foot? My, yep. I mean, Foot, Bork, Forsberg, Korea. Like those teams were discussed. You talk about Chell uh, back in the right. day. Like Joe Sackick's cheat code. Yeah. Uh, so to hear that he's killing it as a GM, he's, 
He just seems, I'm guessing that he's just one of those guys that's kind of wired differently. And now, I guess the NFL's version would probably be John Lynch as he's killing it as the, yeah. the 49ers GM. Um, wow. How about it? Joe Sackage. He was a cheat code, dude. Um, who do you like? I mean, do you, I guess, give me even the thought process when you... You look at the Tampa Dynasty, you look at the up-and-coming Avalanche, you talked about them, how, you know, they kind of have the fun style and this would be good for hockey. Do you have that in the back of your brain, or is it just Tampa is disgusting? Man, I've been uh, I've been a mad scientist this week, you know, with a whiteboard out in front of me, just drawing together all the conclusions here. And, I mean, I, I'm still going both ways. I'm torn. Like, like I said, it would be super fun to see the Avalanche win. Young, fun team. Makar had a quote yesterday that gave me goosebumps. He said, Tampa's trying to become a dynasty and, and we're trying to build a legacy now. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's that's what we need to hear. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Tampa, I think uh, I think they're the underdog betting-wise. So I'll say I put, uh, I put a couple dollars there because how do you bet against the team that's won the last two? Um, I mean, in general, though, like, I feel like if it wasn't hockey, we'd be saying, oh, screw the lightning. Like, they're going to win three in a row. Like, when it was the Warriors, everybody turned on the Warriors. Everybody hated the Warriors, right? But because it's hockey, we're like, ah, I mean, it's Tampa, COVID, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm going both ways. My heart says Colorado's going to win it in probably six. But my mind says, you just watched your Leafs get shattered by Tampa. How can you bet against them? Man. I'll say this. So I, I, I told, and I, I pretend this is like a Jake thing. This is kind of one of the most understood things in sports. Overtime playoff hockey uh, is as good as any sport can get. Uh, like it, it would be, I mean, even extra innings baseball, you have moments, but the fact that it's <laughs> what's become a company term uh, around here is sudden sadness. Uh, we, we play, I don't know if you've seen Bino, it's finger soccer, but we, uh, you know, when we play that and we go to overtime, it's sudden sadness, it's golden goal. Like the, the, the old, old FIFA video games, keeping it on the sticks today. Wow. Um, soccer needs to go back to that, by the way, like golden goals, electric anyways, um, the Tampa Bay lightning and what they showed me is just a sports fan that. The fans knew, hockey fans knew, Tampa fans knew that they were going to hit the go switch. Like, it, they were so confident. Like, yeah. I was I was sitting there as a, a new Rangers fan, watching a team that had really good en- energy, had a couple stars, had a hot goalie. Like, from what I know from the hockey formula, there's something there. That everyone ruled out a team that was up 2 nothing, and then to see... Why and what Tampa did. The fact that you're telling me that the Avalanche have business being here and not only have an opportunity to beat them has me just like jazzed up, like like straight up. That's incredible. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, we all try to galaxy brain it a bit at the start of the season. Oh, this team's going to make a move. Oh, this team's going to get there. But, I mean, really, if you take it back to the middle of the season or, or even the start of the season and you say, what are the two best teams in the league? it's Colorado and Tampa. And I think we're so lucky that these are the final two teams here. I'm worried that uh, it goes one way or the other pretty quick. Like I want six, seven games. I want overtime. Like you said, um, 
little stat for you. Colorado's got nine regulation wins in their 14 playoff games. Mm. So they've got one overtime win and two losses. So I don't know how you beat that. Like that sounds like about as hot as you can get. Um, they've swept two series. There's been three sweeps in all the playoffs. It was two by Colorado, one by Tampa. Like, I mean, we're blessed that this is the final series here. Hopefully we can uh, get lots of people tuning in and uh, another overtime game or two would definitely keep the juices flowing. I, uh, I, I will say it again. If there's an overtime game in this series and you're not even a hockey person at all, yeah go (laughs) like change the channel it's it's worthwhile the the effort and the heart and dude i obviously don't have to tell you because it's it's the hockey stereotype these guys are insane um watching who who's my guy on the rangers 55 again i'm a big fan uh lindgren lindgren yep lindgren was playing on half a leg yeah and to see him, like, okay, my leg doesn't work anymore. Go off the ice. Go in the trainer's room. I'm not a doctor yet. But I don't know that doctors have anything to just fix your leg. And then him to be back on the ice in two minutes. And I used him as the example, but it's half the guys in the playoffs at this point. I don't even understand how it works. Is it just adrenaline or the fact that, like, do you let the ice carry you a little bit at this point? Yeah, it's crazy, man. And and honestly, that is the biggest thing with playoff hockey is the injuries. And um, it's so crazy hearing the injuries that come out. Like, last series, uh, Darnell Nurse, you could tell he was hurt a bit. He wasn't skating as fast as that's a good defenseman for Edmonton. Uh, but he was defending against McKinnon and Makari. He's out there every shift. They lose, and it comes out that he has a torn hip flexor. How do you skate with a torn hip flexor? Like, I'm not getting out of this chair if I have a slightly damaged hip flexor. Um, and, I mean, there's all the crazy ones of a punctured lung, shattered ribs, broken hands and feet. Broken feet, that's another one I never understand. Like, guys who block a shot, break mm. your foot, and they say, oh, you're, you're fine once it's in the skate. It holds it tight. Like, No. I can't do that. Um, no, it's crazy. And, and honestly, that's what the Stanley Cup final comes down to is is who's healthier. Um, so we'll see with, like we said, guys like Point on Tampa, um, Colorado. Think about Kadri. I mean, being a Leafs guy, Kadri's my guy. I hope he's back. Um, broke his uh, thumb there, I believe it was. So, you know, maybe tape that up and, and tough it out. I'm sure he will. But, uh, yeah, man, the injuries are crazy. I mean, at least – I, I guess with, like, the foot, you can you can walk me through that thought process. Like, all right, we're going to put it in the skate. We're going to give you some meds. And, like, yeah. there's a way through this. Like, the hip flexor or, like, having your leg ripped off, I just don't get it. You're You're playing a sport against the best athletes in the world. Like, it doesn't work like that. And that's when you think about just how impressive it is, it is with Tampa, right? Like, It's an 82 game season. That's long, not baseball long, but that's long when it's a physical combative sport like hockey. And then you think they've gone to the final three years in a row. So that's an extra 25 games. So every year they've played over a hundred games. Obviously there was the COVID shortened season there, but that condenses the timeline. So, I mean, they've played what 200 plus games in the last Hmm. two and a half calendar years. Like 
every guy on that team is battling through something right now. Kind of like you guys say with starting pitchers and stuff. Right. But um, yeah, they're, they're all battling now and uh, yeah, hockey playoffs are a different animal and uh, glad to see everybody's appreciating them this year. Well, that's uh, we, we are trying to appreciate it better. And that's, that's part of what I wanted, wanted to do today. Um, I know you said you got stats, you got in there stats that you're dying to get off your chest over there. I got one more crazy one for you. Okay. Um, so Kucherov is the leading point getter that's remaining in the playoffs and he's 10 points back of McDavid. He's got 23 McDavid had 33 points. So it's entirely possible that at the end of the playoffs, <laughs> the highest point scorer it was eliminated in the third round. And that just doesn't even register in my brain how good McDavid was. Mm. Um, and then seconds dry sidle. So the Oilers were eliminated in the third round and they've got the two highest point getters. Uh, McCarr could catch them. Kucherov could catch them. McKinnon, I think he's 14 back. He, he could, but I mean, to get 14 games or 14 points in one playoff series, it's uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's about it. Stamkos is the only other guy that I'd give a little love to there. Um, I'm sure you guys are huge Stamkos guys, but, uh, he was, uh, he broke his leg before the Olympics a couple years ago, missed that kind of just injury troubles through his career. Um, but he's bounced back their first cup. He played one shift in the play or five shifts in the playoffs, um, one game and he scored, um, and then they won the cup, but empty arena COVID stuff, you know how it goes. Um, was able to win last year at home. Um, and now he's had an amazing year. He got a hundred points for the first time. He's got nine goals in the playoffs. Like if Tampa, if Tampa squeezes this out, he's got to be up there for the con Smythe uh, playoff MVP for sure. I, uh, Stamkos in my head, like I have him associated with, he's 32 now. Like I have him associated with Sid the Kid and Ovechkin. Like, I have the three of them in the bucket. Um, yeah. And the other two have been talked about a lot more. Like, is Stamkos on their level? Is there? Is it a clear one, two, three? I don't. Personally, Tampa fans don't hate me. I don't think he's on that level, mainly because of the injury stuff. Okay. But then you actually look at his stats, and, and what he's done is crazy. I mean bring it back to the Leafs here because that's what I do. But Matthew's got over 60 goals this year. And the only two other active players to do that are Stamkos and Ovechkin. Like that's ridiculous. Stamkos had 60 goals. He scored 50 a multiple times. He got a hundred this year. Um, if it wasn't for the injury trouble, he would definitely be up there in that conversation. Um, but yeah, no doubt that when he's on, that's a, a top five, top 10 tier player because he can, uh, he can just take over games. And I want to jump back to McDavid for a second. He's he's all of it. He's everything. Makar can't skate with him. That's a good thing to throw in. That's a good thing to throw in. That's that's as close as you're gonna get. But um, yeah, that that guy's just built different, as they say. I mean, is it? Uh, give me give me a some sort of weird sports comparison. Like, is he? Is he like Trouting and it's an it's it's Mike Trout and it's like, yeah, Mike Trout could be the best ever. Like he's he does everything. Is it um I'm trying to think of another is it LeBron to MJ? Is it is it different than that? Like what what does he feel like? 
I think both of those are pretty good. Um, kind of sounds like I'm just copying your answer, it's but fine. I think that the trope comparison is good because it's kind of just accepted. He's number one and like, okay, McKinnon's okay. great. Matthew's great. Crosby's great, but McDavid's one, like let's talk about who's number two. Um, and the LeBron MJ one works for me as well, because um, I'd throw Sid as the MJ, like he's got the championships. He's kind of that crazy leader. He does everything right, but he's not as flashy. And then LeBron comes in trying to do his thing. McDavid's kind of similar, right? Um, but I mean, McDavid um, kind of unlike Trout or LeBron, he just has that one skill set that nobody else can touch. And that's the speed. Um, and I mean, when you think about it, you're skating around on ice with knives on the bottom of your feet and he's doing it at twice the speed of other guys. How are you going to stop him? Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's ridiculous. And even just watching some of his highlights from the playoffs this year, I mean, he willed them to victory and, and, uh, he's the main reason they got three rounds deep. I love speed, man. I, it sounds so dumb, but, uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill in football, uh, it blows my mind when he just pulls away from people in a league that that doesn't happen. Um, I mean, Usain Bolt on the track, like uh, even it going showing my Rangers colors, the, the last time I was kind of fully invested, King Henrique. Yep. Um, I remember Jesper Faust, who I think was showed up somewhere this playoffs. Like, A, the fact that his last name was basically Fast and the fact that he was Fast. It was electric. It was like must watch. Yeah, I think two things there. I think speed is just something that we can all understand and appreciate. Like we've all ran down a hallway or, or outside a recess or something, and oh shit, I'm slow compared to that. Like <laughs> speed, we can just process. Um, but I mean, you throw it back to the chell and and on the sticks again. Mm. Like you you pick the fast player because you're not going to catch me. That's that's the fun guy to use. That's the fun thing to watch. So. I mean, the game is just so fast over the last five to 10 years, especially like it's ridiculous how fast they're moving out there in a condensed area. Um, but yeah, he's on a, he's on another planet when it comes to skating and speed. Now, Nick, for a little bit of a turn, um, are you a Blue Jays fan? <laughs> Sucks, but uh, yeah, diehard Blue Jays fan. You know, we've had some, uh, had some good runs over my time. Um, I'm pretty uh, pretty optimistic about this year. Sucks with Ryu. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I probably go to 10-plus games a year. I love the Jays, big baseball guy in general. I'm probably better at baseball but love hockey more. Um, yeah, we got a little rivalry there, I guess, but I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. Hey, uh, you're talking to someone that grew up in Connecticut, which was just – Half my friends are Red Sox, half my friends are Yankees. Uh, and, man, the, the Blue Jays, I'm obviously a lover of baseball myself. Um, yeah. And, dude, what, what they're doing and all those young guys, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I know, uh, I know the one that Blue Jay fans always yell at us, and he tormented the Yankees when we played them this year, is that Espinal's uh, kind of breakout this year. It just feels... My best phrase for him is like, it feels like there's two of them on the field. It, it feels like he's playing two positions. It feels like he gets to hit extra times in the batting order. He's everywhere. It, he has had quite the year. I've uh, I've heard you giving Kirk some love too. Obviously. Uh, he, I mean, let's get that guy to the all-star game. Like he deserves it. Uh and then Springer, man, like I just love Springer, the way that he plays. I think he's so, I don't want to say underrated because that's a 
underrated is an overused word, uh, but Springer, man, like that guy just gets it done. His leadoff home runs. Like, have you ever been to game uh, game in Toronto? I have not. I have not. That's on the to do list. Um, unfortunately, we have a ton on the on the to do list as we uh, as we keep making stuff up. And again, another teaser. You know some of the stuff we're making up. Uh, no, like I I need to get up there. Uh, I've only been to Canada once. I went to Montreal uh, for a bachelor party, and I mean, it was a Montreal bachelor party for sure. Uh, check that box. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, seeing obviously that Batista wild card game as a sports fan is is frozen in my head as like one of the most electric environments I've seen as, as a sporting environment. So I I need to get up there. Yeah, no, for sure. Let's let's get it on the books. End of this year, Yankees Jays series up here. Mm. Um, you guys will be surprised at one how outdated the stadium is, but two how electric the crowd is. Like, it's uh, it's awesome. Um, not many things here better than a Jays game and uh, Jays Yankees down the stretch. Hopefully, we we'll get some color in there. Hopefully, Manoa's on the bump for us because mm. he's been dominant this year. Um, but yeah, let's do it. He uh. Al- Alec Manoa is in a very weird uh, area of, man, I love and hate that guy because he kills us. Um, Yeah, he gives me, and I mean, it's different because I'm obviously not a Yankees guy, but he gives me Sabathia vibes, young Sabathia. mm, Okay, I like that. We've gone, I think Jimmy and just kind of from his build has gone Lance Lynn. Yep. But I, I see what you're talking about with the CC stuff. I mean, out, outside of the handedness, like the the energy and the aggression from a pitcher, like a lot yeah. of heart. Yeah. And, and a little bit the size, a little bit the size yeah. there, too. Mass equals gas, baby. Um, <laughs> Nick, thank you, dude. Awesome talking with you. I already feel better. Uh, you know, only. Only McDavid can outscape McCarr. You know, I'm I'm just gonna tell anyone that will listen to me that sentence, um, and they probably again won't re- respond. But dude, I'm a like I'm happy for hockey that these two teams are meeting up. Like, kind of you talked about it a little bit, like the the fact that you get that. You know, ev- almost every year in sports, like what a was it? It was Burrow and the Bengals this year, which was cool, but nobody was like. They're the best team. Like you ended up rooting because you'd start doing underdog and everything. But when you get the tr- two true best teams, like in the right way, that's kind of the beauty of sports. So excited for you. Um, any hockey collected? It looked like you boys just dropped a little merch. We did. We did. We got some uh, some for you guys when we see you here soon. Little tease. Um, but yeah, check it out, hockeycollective.com. We got some, uh, if we can see that, some old logos. We got some fun designs with players and stuff. We got a, a lot of cool collaborations coming that we're uh, pretty fired up about. So check that out. And yeah, any new hockey fans, we're the page to follow, I guess. I think you guys are. I mean, dude, you guys have a massive following. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's awesome what we've built. And and like I said, just seeing people on the streets or, or at the rink who like, hey, love the page, followed it for five years. Or you see people comment on every post after you meet them. Like, that's the cool stuff. And I mean, we both work full-time jobs still. It's it's just fun for us, but uh, it's awesome, the, the community we built. And appreciate you guys having me on. 
Yeah, man. Well, dude, I, uh, if, I think I'm one of the few people that can appreciate that feeling you just described. Some of the people we have live in the chat right now, I mean, Tom Ace, Fayo, uh, Michelle, Rusty, like a, a lot of these people have seen a lot. And then this one guy basically has my last name, Nick Sturiali. Remember him? What a monster. He's in the mix. Guy has my last name. And he's he's going to be in Denver tonight. <laughs> um, so uh, with that, we we normally end the show with some some bros of the night and stuff. Beebs, I think we just, I think we pull it. I think we got everything we needed. Um, go follow Hockey Collective. Check them out on everything. Nick Bowens, like a bow tie. Okay. Um, and yeah, you uh, you could see some stuff on the John Boy Media channel soon. That, with a with Media a little channels. bit more, a little bit more. Nuance. We might be up to something. We might be up to something. But no, appreciate uh, BBD Jake. Thanks for having me on. No and, problem. Uh, yeah, Nick David's the only guy that can outskate my car. That's leave it in the comments. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Check out everything on John Boy Media this week. Uh, compound in half. Uh, maybe he tells his stories about visiting the office. I don't know. I feel like I saw that. That's gonna be that's in the app. Uh, talking baseball. What comes out today? We did pitchers. Holy pitcher. Uh, morning with John Boy. Everything on amp. Talking Yanks. You'll get some Blue Jays updates this weekend. Yeah. Raise Happy birthday, Jay. Trevor Plouffe. Happy birthday, Trevor Plouffe. Screw that guy. He has a lot of good days.